Mary, did you know? Actually, how could you know? How could you know that your journey was not just your journey? How could you know that your journey to Bethlehem was actually journeys to Bethlehem? How could you know that when you began your journey, within you was the Word in the beginning? How could you know? Mary, how could you know that it was not just your journey, but Joseph's journey? Mary, how could you know it was not just your journey, but the journey of those who were held in captivity? Those who set out for another land. Those who dreamed of the promise. Mary, how could you know that your journey was the journey of those who crossed the Red Sea? Mary, how could you know that your journey was the journey spoken of by the ancient prophets? How could you know? How could you know that your journey was the journey of every parent who dreamed of a child? How could you know your journey? All you know is that you saw a light. You heard a voice and you welcomed it. You opened yourself. Joseph, Mary, you had just enough light for the next step. It wasn't just a journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem. It was a journey from Alpha to Omega. A journey to a manger? How humble is that? Who could have expected a manger on the journey? Is this all there is? This humble place of feeding? Mary, did you know? Is it possible that this place of feeding, so humble, out back, forgotten, easily missed, could be a place that ultimately feeds the world? Journey. Journeys. Mary, did you know that your journey is also our journey. Our journeys. Mary, did you know that you are with us here tonight with all of our various personalities? You are with us here tonight in all that we are. Our journeys. Oh, we journey in different ways. Some of us journey with Santa Claus hats. Some of us journey wearing classic black. <laughs> Some of us journey with lots of bling. Colors, personalities, spirits. Journeys from the beginning of time coming together here. But our journey to Bethlehem tonight, oh, it's not an ending. It's just the beginning. And yet, it's a beginning from ancient times to times yet to come. Our journeys are so different 
and we journey in different ways. And yet there's one thing we have in common. We are all guided on our journey. We are led somehow, some way. We are guided by lights, daylight, nightlight, angel light, bright light, tail light, porch light, headlight, firelight. The light from without, the light way out, the light within. The light. Do you see the light tonight? And what is the light saying to your heart? Is the light illuminating your greatest dreams and your greatest hopes? Is the light that lit the path for Mary and Joseph the light that lights your path? Who's with you on the journey? Oh yes, that journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem, it was long and it was lonely. You can hear Mary, Joseph, are you there? Take my hand. Joseph, I need you now. Joseph, did you, did you feel that? Did you hear? Can you hear? Oh, Joseph, let's keep going. We have enough light for the next step. Oh, 3,000 years before the birth of Christ, ancient Egyptians made candles. They made candles from beeswax. The candles were initially for practical purposes so they could see at night. But over time, those candles begin to take on a deeper meaning. The ancient artists begin to paint scenes, and in the scenes, the candles and the light meant love. 3,000 years before Christ, the ancient artist painted light and created light. And suddenly it became wisdom and knowledge, the light of all the ages. And so it was that one night in ancient times, the prophet Isaiah was praying at night to the light of a beeswax candle. His heart was heavy, he couldn't sleep. He couldn't sleep because he was thinking of his people. People who had spent their entire lives either in captivity or in fear of captivity, afraid of the Assyrians, afraid of the oppressors, afraid that everyone was stronger than they were, afraid that they had no voice. He looked through that candlelight into the hearts of the people and what he saw was fear and gloom and doubt and dread. And yet there was that moment when the ancient prophet Isaiah looked at that candle and it took on a new kind of light. Suddenly, looking through that light, he saw hope. He saw a light that was greater than the shadows surrounding the people. He saw their faces and their hearts and their lives, and he penned the words you heard tonight. Those who lived in darkness have now seen a great and mighty light. 
a light of hope, a light of life, a light for all the ages. Those who once walked in fear and dread, those who were once oppressed, are now free. Oh, he couldn't predict where that light would take him or take them. He couldn't predict that tougher times would come, but in tougher times the light would still burn. But he could see the light in all its dimension, in all its fullness, burning out there and burning in here. He saw the light. And couldn't predict that one day that light would become intimately personal. Jesus. God with us, Emmanuel, wonderful counselor, prince of peace, lily of the valley, good shepherd, the light. See the light. Follow the light. Know the light. Keep the light. What's your favorite light? Maybe it's the nightlight. It helps you find your way from one room to another during the night. Maybe it's your headlight that helps you drive through dark streets and get to your destination. Maybe tonight, if you didn't know how to get here and a friend was helping you find the way, it was the tail light of the car in front of you. Keepers of the light. One of my favorite lights is the porch light. When I was 13, I was a newspaper delivery person. I rode my bicycle through the streets of Sacramento, California. At that time, there were three different newspapers. There was the Sacramento Union. The most privileged youth were car carriers for the Sacramento Union. The next paper was the Sacramento Bee, and, and, and that was okay too. If you were popular enough, you could be a delivery person for the Sacramento Bee. There was a third paper. It was a free paper distributed to every home. It was called the Sacramento Bee Liner. And I was a Bee Liner delivery person. I received the great sum of one penny for every paper I delivered. So if I could deliver the paper to 100 homes, that was one dollar. It was rather difficult being a carrier for the bee liner because we were held in the lowest esteem. I would drive through those neighborhoods on my bicycle chased by dogs and then the bullies would see me and say, hey, are you a carrier for the bee liner? Are you a bee liner boy? <laughs> and I would pedal a little faster. <laughs> there were times when um, it would get dark. There were times, especially in fall and winter, when every porch light reminded me of where I wanted to be at that moment. I couldn't wait to get home. Oftentimes I would get close enough to a home to smell the food that was cooking inside. I would see their porch light and and I found myself wanting so much to just knock on the door and say, I'm hungry. <laughs> that smells good. Could I share a meal with you? But I knew better. I was a beeliner boy. <laughs> and I knew that the porch light I needed to find was the one of my own home. 
I could imagine that light. About halfway through my route, I began to think about what was awaiting. And from a distance, in those dark streets, I could see the light. And I knew when I got there, I would be welcomed home. I would walk in the door covered in newspaper ink, (laughs) knowing that I would be received. I wasn't just the beeliner boy. I was family. And I was home. And I think that's what ultimately matters for all of us. Whatever our favorite light might be, whether it's the fire light where we hold hands with our lover, or the night light that gives us that sense of security, ultimately our deepest desire is to be a part of a light. To not just see the light, follow the light, know the light, and keep the light, but actually to be a part of it. To be connected. And so tonight, as all of us come with our unique journeys to Bethlehem, our hope is that all of us would be a part of this light from ancient times to forever times. This light called home. In a few moments, the candle that you hold in your hand will be lit. And it will stand as a reminder that throughout the centuries, people have offered light as a symbol of love and hope. A hope that is greater than all oppressors and a hope that is greater than all oppression. So tonight, every candle that you hold, that we hold together, invites us to be a part of the light of ages, the light of love. The light that we share will be drawn from the Christ candle, Christ the light of the world. And yet that moment that we share in just a few moments will not be isolated, a moment unto itself. Instead, it will be part of a greater universal light, a timeless light. Because every time we light a candle, we are part of something greater than ourselves. And we are present with every light that has ever been lit. In a moment when we light our candles, we will find ourselves with 50,000 of our siblings on November 27th, 1978 at the Candlelight March in San Francisco's Castro District, marching in memory of George Moscone and Harvey Milk following their assassinations. We're a part of that light. We're a part of that march. Through the tears in that march, we hear the lone voice of Joan Baez singing, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. As one said, there I was with my tiny, tiny candle and my heavy, heavy heart. Yet that one was not alone, for other candles were also glowing. Candles were glowing in Shanghai, China on May 21st, 2008. Each light a candle for the survivors and victims of the earthquake that struck China's heartland on May 12th. Candles offered with prayers for peace. Oh, they illumine a mother and daughter on a silent night in New York City. You see, no terrorist attack can extinguish the love and the memory, the memory and the love. We will always remember, no name is forgotten. We love you, Elizabeth Ann Darling.
and we stand with you. We stand with you, young, bold one. Oh, your resolve is the inspiration of ancient prophets, prophets like you who voice hope that is greater than fear. Now we know who you are. You will not be isolated. You will not be despised. You will not be denied. Your courage candle calls us to our higher selves. Oh, dear, dear people of Mumbai, we pray for you. Yes, your wounds and fears are still so fresh, yet the timeless light finds every heart, and the healing begins. Oh yes, each candle burns, each candle burns with memory and with love, love and memory that sears and opens our hearts. Matthew Shepard, alone on a cold Wyoming prairie. James Byrd Jr., alone on that Texas back road. Matthew and James, you did not meet on earth, but you are both welcomed in heaven. With two candle bowls, one for each of you, we pray for the end of hate crimes. Hope, not hate. That's our prayer. That's our plea. No more hate. Rather, let us respect and value the light of another. The light of Buddhist monks who pray in grateful solidarity. And the lights from two of 40,000 worshipers from Europe, Japan, the United States, and Kenya meeting in Geneva for a five-day prayer gathering to unite Catholic and Protestants from all around the world. Yes, we light a candle. We boldly light a candle. We courageously light a candle. We defiantly light our candles because all deserve to shine. We will not stand by while anyone is diminished. We light our candles in our unwavering belief that all are worthy to marry the one we love. So these lights, they are just from four days ago. We gathered to light up the night in Union Square, San Francisco. We strengthen our determination to gain marriage equality and to reveal and repeal Proposition 8. Yes, we light a candle. We light a candle because everyone matters. Every body matters. Every body matters. We light a candle because when we light a candle, we really see each other. Not just around each other. We affirm the scripture from Galatians 3.28. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female. For all of you are one. For all of you are one. All of you 
Everybody, every body, every journey, and all journeys. For with the prophet Isaiah, we recall the people who walked in shadows have seen a great light, and those who lived in the land of deep shadows, on them a light hath shined. Amen and amen.